Welcome back to this week's episode of the Get Ready Podcast. I'm credited alongside me as always is your host, Grant Robertson. Grant, how are we doing, pal? Welcome back. It's been a couple weeks. I was jammed up last week for good reasons. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. It, people have been texting me lately like, hey, where's the pod? It usually drops around Tuesday morning and I haven't seen it in a couple weeks. And I was just like, Yo, you'll hear from us soon. We'll Maybe we'll recap the last couple of weeks to explain to you why we weren't available. And uh, it's good to get, you know, text messages from people wanting you want to do the pod and then threatening you because they love it so much. So I was, it's been good. That's that's the highlight of my week is uh, launching this pod and then doing other endeavors. But how are you? It's good respect. You know, I forgot that we didn't do one a couple of weeks ago because I was in Memphis for work. Listen, at the end of the day, we, we do busy work lives and I'm traveling. I don't know. It feels like 90% of the time anymore. Uh, so I just jammed up and I'm tired and I've been out at work dinners. And, yeah. um, you know, last week though, I was in uh, a vacation and joined the, uh, the tropical paradise that is Hawaii and uh, having just a fantastic time. So that's what we're talking about. That's what we need. You got to get a little, you got to get away every now and then. And it's, it's going to be great because you, you have those resets and what we're going to talk about in this, this show is a little bit about like our, our goals. You know, we talked about kind of just, this is a, the Q3 update, a little early, a little premature, but it's going to be a good um, just segment to discuss about how you, I'm going to go through like where I was at and then, Hey, this is what you kind of need to do, but that's a little bit of a, jumping into it a little too quick but like what what have you been up to the last couple of weeks and i know we're actually most people don't know we're recording earlier and i, I really so you're recording earlier because of why why am i recording earlier uh one my my kids got a soccer game uh somewhere north of octon which is just a long ways away for people who don't know in utah it's like an hour and a half so i had the ability i went and picked up books on the way home from work I got a fantasy football draft at nine o'clock tonight. Got to get okay, prepared for that. Let's go ahead. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop yeah. you there. All right. You get your fantasy football draft coming up. What what draft position do you have? Do you know? That's a snake. And you find out once you enter the draft room, which is total Hunger Game style. I love it. But I wish it was an auction because I could see what people really do with their money. See, I, I don't like the auctions, but that's partly because anytime I'm doing a fantasy draft, I'm like busy. And like you, you got to be completely tuned in if you're going to be an auction style draft. But give it, yeah, I want to hear a little bit. Why do you like the auction style draft? Yeah, you just get to you get to judge all the other stakeholders involved. You're like, oh, you're poor with your money. Clearly, you probably have 40k in debt and, and credit card debt because you went all in on Patrick Mahomes. Spent like you have a 200 salary cap. You probably spent 80 bucks on him. You have 120 for the rest of your positions. So it's fun to see how people are financially unstable. It's hilarious to me, especially when it's fake money and. uh I'm doing it for work. I'm doing it for money in general. So there's always some pride, ego. Uh, every week you got to walk in. You got to just kind of, you got to hold your, hold your, your, your two things between your groin and you just got to make sure that you're the man every week and winning by 0.5 or winning by 50. It all, it all matters. So I, I love football. I'm now a fan. I'm a fanatic. Actually, I used to work in the sport. Now I'm out of it. So I can just purely be a fanatic. I can bet on it. I could, I can bet in many different ways. I can do what daily fantasy. I can bet just sports betting in general. I mean, we went to Vegas a couple of weekend, weekends ago. That was my initiation into, uh, Hey, welcome to the sports gambling world. You'll be a degenerate for a long time. You'll lose a ton of money. Uh, just make sure it's money you can lose. So that's a great little, uh, piece of advice right there. Uh, I want to go to another question. Follow up. Who is going to be your first pick in the draft? 
Well, it's, you know, it depends on where you land, but, you know, typical strategy of anybody who plays fantasy is always try to get a running back first. There's what, five or six pretty decent workhorses. Uh, you sound like a quarterback guy, probably. Uh, no, I'm, I'm way savvier than that. I hope you are. Are you a high-end receiver guy? Is it Odell with no. an ankle sprain? He's out 14 weeks. I'm, no, I'm afraid no. of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, I want to jam up. Running backs are a terrible pick. One, one of the top five running backs are going to be hurt, guaranteed. Take them off yeah, the board. So you I got a 20% chance of not having a running back for the, what, what um, JK Dobbins is already hurt. He was a top 10 running back yeah. for, yep. So gone, right? So, so, so is Cam Akers from LA Rams. He's probably top 10 running back perceived or projected. Yeah. Projected. He's going to be up there. Uh, so I hate taking running back Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. Both been hurt the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I go nice and steady Eddie and I, this is where I just I fade the public. You know, everyone else is always trying to go after those big dogs. I go after the position that gets me the biggest point differential week after week after week, and that is the number one tight end in the league. Mm. I said Travis Kelsey. Nah, that's one. a good answer. I was, six, that's my second pick. Uh, sixth pick of the round. I'm just like Travis Kelsey. Give it to me. He's like, well, you guys like projected 18th. And I'm like, yeah, but he's also going to outscore everybody by four to eight points minimum. I'm just yes. going to be up. So Five you can points. win that lineup matchup when you go down eye for eye. And you're like, yeah, he's going to win this matchup. I feel comfortable with him over, you know, Evan Ingram. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, I'm going to give you some more fantasy football tips. This is what people don't think about enough is, you know, everyone gets through their lineup, right? I, I'm old school. Like I just pick, all right. So I pick, I fill out my lineup first. I don't yeah. sit there and try to get nine running backs. I don't sit there and try to get six yeah, wide too. receivers. You can't play them enough. So points yeah. per pick, like you're just screwing yourself. Mm-hmm. I always am the first to take a kicker and I'm always the first to take a defense. Yeah, that's smart though, because then you get the top defense and potentially the top kicker, right? All right. So, what's I like really those... going to be important is we're, we're going to go through your fantasy football team on the next episode. Ah, I can't wait. Yeah, let's just, let's just crucify it. And I, I might set the season off 8 0 and just be like Roethlisberger, just tail off and just lose in the first round to some guy who, you know, put it all in the Jags. I'm, I'm open that to that. Be, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, all right, so you like running backs. Um, you, Kelsey was your second guy. I like that. Who, who else are you thinking? Who else do you are like must haves on your team? Uh, must have is Kelsey for sure. That was going to be my ideally my second pick if it's around. I'm thinking if I could get into the box. So there's 10, 10 people playing. So I'm thinking if I can be oh, picking that. Yeah. If I could be, if I could be eight through 10, I'm going to pick a running back and then Kelsey probably. And then. I don't know. I just need a good receiver. A good receiver with seen someone who get, catches a lot of ball or gets balls or gets a ton of targets. I haven't really done a lot of research right now. I mean, give me a receiver. Who would you go for if available? I had uh, my receivers were DK Metcalf and Mike Evans. So, Not I bad. mean, DK Metcalf is going to be really bad against really good teams because they're just going to take him out of the game. But against like yeah. bad teams, like he's going to pick up a bunch of. A bunch of points, you know. So. Give me a sleeper quarterback, real quick. Uh, Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz. I have both those guys. I have like four quarterbacks on my roster. Don't ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> so if you own them, no one else can have them. Is that you know? It's all about possession. Yeah. So my my starting quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, right? So like good good spot, like good yeah. good little piece up at the top. He'll be able to carry me. He'll win me some games. I got Detroit twice this year, so go ahead and. You know, Chicago, put yeah, up probably fine. three to four touchdowns. You know, it feels right. But um sleeper <laughs> quarterback. He's gotta he's gotta run. He's gotta be a runner if you're gonna be like a young fantasy guy. 
you got you got to get a runner. That's how you get at the extra points at the quarterback level. Yeah, I think the two quarterbacks I'm looking at for fantasy perspectives is Lamar Jackson, just because the dude just runs for 80 yards a game, gets a running touchdown. You know, throw, I'll throw for like a buck 60, run for 80, get two touchdowns total. So it's like as a quarterback, you're, you're pulling an easy 20 points. Uh, Justin Herbert, someone I'm, I've looked at as, hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. new coach though. I don't really know what I'm looking at, but he's, he at least runs. He's got a bomb. I mean, the guy could throw for 5,000 yards easily and uh, his division's stacked. So I just imagine them just always down. So I could just think, ah, this guy's going to throw the ball 60 times a game. Cause he's playing, you know, the chiefs, he's playing Denver, he's playing uh, Vegas. I, it, yeah. That, that's where I'm leaning right now, but you know, convince me otherwise. No, I love your mindset with Herbert. You're going to be down a lot, so he's going to have to be throwing the ball. The reason I don't like Herbert is I just don't take second-year quarterbacks. Uh, they just typically fizzle out a little bit, so that's kind of a rule of mine. If They've had two looks at him. Um, one little tip. Okay, this is like a great fantasy football segment here. Yeah. <laughs> one little tip is, again, taking the defense first, because once you fill out your team, you don't want to sit there. Do you want to spend more time, like, debating with yourself whether to put the second or third-tier running back or receiver in? You no. don't. So go get one of the elite defenses. And in my opinion, the elite defenses are going to, for one, they're going to be in a, a rough division. So the two defenses I, I looked at, I took the Indianapolis Colts. I get the Texans twice. I get the Jaguars t- twice. And I think the underperforming Titans twice. Didn't look at the rest of their schedule. Probably should have. Um, but then also you get the Buffalo Bills because you get three, what I would call marginal teams at best. You're going to get Miami. I think two is a bust. Uh, and not, not that he doesn't have the talent. I just don't think he's going to be healthy enough. He doesn't seem, doesn't seem to be fit for the moment. You don't know what you're getting with New England. They, they'll they'll play a low-scoring game, and then you get to play the Jets twice. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I'd love to play the Jets twice. Maybe it's not just bad. Get both those teams. Maybe just go, like, defense – or like, you go defense in, like, the sixth and seventh round. You just take one <laughs> and two right at the board. Like, That's yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not playing you guys. I, I'm playing the Jags twice and the Jets twice. Like, it's a great strategy. Defensive kickers attention. wins leagues, okay? I'm with it. I'm with it. Absolutely. And just you can get possession receivers who just get a touchdown once in a while. And you're like, yeah, this is fine. 18 points. Just classic Brandon Stokely type. You know, that's what you get with like a Tyler Lockett. That's how I view him. It's like, yeah, he'll hit a deep ball seven times a year and he'll, he'll just get 130 yards and a touchdown. And you just you're happy. Go go good quarterbacks. If you're if you're deep in the in the draft, just go with a good anybody from Atlanta. I know you might not be a huge fan of Matt Ryan, but he puts up stats. Uh, anybody from again, you don't you're not gonna like this guy either, but anybody from the Rams because Stafford does pick up stats. I'm just out. up I'm um, not on Stafford. Yeah. But thinking more like, I like, I like Russell Wilson, love him as a fantasy quarterback. He's just always throwing touchdowns. He's just smart. I just like smart players. Like he doesn't he doesn't create a lot of turnovers. Uh he generally wins games. He's just a good player. I just, I mean, I can always trust him week in and week out to get me 20 plus points. Sometimes he gets you 40 because he's just, he, you know, you just let Russ cook. That's what happened. You know, the, the most important thing coming out of this podcast is everybody should be in the playoffs. Like, he, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. It's kind of like Moneyball, right? Everyone yeah. should make the playoffs for their fantasy football that listens to this. You know, you're going to be wealthy. You're going to be a good professional. You're going to be, you know, a budding, you know, maybe entrepreneur, but you're definitely going to, be making your fantasy football playoffs year so, after year. I'm just so, mad now. I just thought about this defense thing. I should have <laughs> taken both the Bills and the Colts instead of taking like a third down running back. Yeah. So is, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bitcoin and then maybe like the Tennessee Titans or Ethereum? Uh, you know, a lot of other shit coins. You get the Jets, you get the Houston Texans. <laughs> 
The Titans are probably like NFTs. NFTs are really cool <laughs> everywhere. The, the Saints are Cardano. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's good. I could actually you, you could talk me into I, I could I could I think NFTs could actually be be a thing, believe it or not. They will be. So. There's no way they just they had too much of a a market actually, right now. Yeah. That's all that matters. They're just not worth, they shouldn't be worth what they are. But anyway, all right. I mean, what else do you want? You want to leave the fans with anything on in fantasy football? What's your mantra? Uh, just win. No days off. I mean, just fucking just put all your money in the middle of the table. If you have 15 coconuts in your El Salvador and it's Bitcoin day, do that. If you're America, just put it all in the middle of the table. Listen, just just go all in on your first five draft picks. Call. Call. <laughs> I know you're a waiver wire guy. and You're probably the guy who just picks up, you know, as soon as you see a guy score a touchdown week one, you already have him first in the waiver wire and you're dropping just your, you know, GE style, uh, just dropping your bottom 10% week to week. Yeah, no chemistry. You're just just hitting home runs. The the waiver wire is where, where they're won. The draft puts you in a good spot, but if you want to win, you got to pick up. I mean, uh, what was that? The guy who used to do the cha cha for Victor Cruz. He was yeah. a waiver wire find. You know, pick up uh, rookie running backs are great because they're very fresh. They don't get hurt nearly as much. That was great footwork, by the way. Phenomenal dance. What, what does he do? The rookie salsa running backs are great to have. I don't know what that is. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't dancing with the stars. Yeah, he's out of the Paul league. Abdul. <laughs> Paul Abdul. All right. What are we talking? Goals? We're we talking goals. Where do you want to start? Yeah, Personal health? Goals. And then we'll hit it. You know, some, some Bitcoin news. It's just fun for us to talk about um, because we do talk about it probably 20, 30, 40, 50% of the show. So, yeah. um, we did a, this is second episode uh, or third episode. We've talked about goals. So, what I'm going to do, Grant, is I'm just going to throw it over to you. Talk about what you had kind of at the beginning of the year and then talk about like where you're at now in relation to some of those goals. And then are, are you forming those? Are you molding those? Are you changing them? Are you editing them? Are you taking self like a self-evaluation and saying, okay, I'm not doing this great, but I'm not doing that great. But at the end of the day, this doesn't really matter to me. Or like, I got to push a little harder here and, and do something like that. Bring it down yeah. to me. I think uh, personal health, that's an easy goal to go by. I've added some things. Uh, I have this whole like metric thing I want to do at the end of this podcast and get your opinion on it because I just need some just live advice. You you don't, you don't know what's coming to you. I haven't told you about it. I haven't seen you in a week and a half, so it's all fresh. What am I at? Beginning of the year, personal health. Obviously, weight is the number one thing for everybody. Uh, my goal was like walking around at 195 pounds, and I thought that was, a, that was a reasonable goal. That's what I've been. I was 185 in high school. I was 195 when I got to Utah. I've just pretty much been there more or less. It's the last four years since I've been married. About 205. Uh, I was doing good intermittent fasting. I was running four times a week. Uh, I was trying to eat like once a day. Uh, and then I got a new job. And then you just kind of kind of keep your, your brain power going. And I've been at this new job now for about four months. So uh, walking around 195 pounds is still the goal. Uh, I was closer to that goal before I started this new job. I, I think come early May, I did like a fit testing thing it's called a bod pod and i, and I came in at about 11 body fat that's what i'm using moving forward until i do it again i'm probably sitting at like a 17 now um i had a long weekend i did this thing called swiss days where essentially i just walked i stood outside and i just sold parking spots to to all these people who are fanatical about live laugh love signs and um i ate a ton of ice cream and just navajo tacos i probably gained 12 i, I got on the scale this morning before i played basketball and i was like two like 216 but a lot of that you know water weight dairy uh i hadn't taken my morning number two or my afternoon number two yet so there's a lot of just jammed up uh successes from the weekend in there 
So I went from running four times a week to now playing ball three times a week and running once. Uh, but that running, I started to add some some other things in there, a lot of push-ups and sit-ups. I I just try to do 10 push-ups like every every like seven to ten minutes during after I'll run, I'll just do 10 push-ups and I'll just I'll do I'll stretch, do 10 more push-ups. I just need to get that cutness back in me. So I'm not quite there yet, but now I work in the convenience store world where it's, everything is so convenient, hence the word, and I'm just eating burritos and and tacos and just all sorts of just just shit right just because i'm just trying to just trying to be the part be the brand uh so i haven't really broke the habit of being in the convenience store world yet and turn- i don't really drink soda but i drank a little bit of soda in the past three months and um I-, I gotta get back to water so long story short my health my my weight goal uh I- i'm a little further away today than i was three months ago so I'm, I'm not that happy about it work in progress i think everyone's weight is a work in progress you know, I always have these things in my mind where I'm like, all right, if I can just eat healthy forever, I'll be that weight. And then I'm like, fuck that forever. Come on now. I'm trying to live. I'm trying to eat surf and turf once in a while in Hawaii. So I battle that with myself all the time where you get, you know, you ever like eat and you're like three, four days in a row, you have like three or four salads in a row and you start getting cocky and you're like, ah, right, it's easy. I can do this all day. And then you just break down and eat a burger and then wings. And then you have like two in the morning, you're just heating up some just macaroni and cheese and you just, you just lost. You just yeah, you just you're up thirty, you're up twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl, and you end up losing thirty four twenty eight. You know, inside joke. So, what about you? <laughs> Tell me about your personal. I have other personal goals, but I want to get to it. This is perfect. Yeah, we'll go back and forth on yeah, like yeah. a similar topic because it gives a better flow here. And what you, what you've just done is you've just outlined what most people feel, but most people aren't willing to say that. They're like, oh man, I you know I'm struggling, you know, blah blah blah, like this and that. Like, no, like, hey, it just happens. Like, you go in rhythms, and I'm kind of in the same. Um, kind of situation where I want to be about 205 walking around and I just got back from vacation. I was very pleased because I didn't, I mean, luckily you're just in Hawaii. You're eating avocados and guacamole, yeah, pineapples and, eating, and fish. You know, yeah. Yeah. Pineapples and fish. And I was like, man, I was just, I was never hungry in Hawaii, but I was always eating. I was just always <laughs> putting something in my mouth and my great salsas. And uh, I was 211 and I was like, all right, cool. And before I even weighed myself that time, you know, I'm looking at, you know, health is some of my goals. And I kind of went back and I kind of did this in two parts where I look at like, all right, so I just want to like overall encapsulate what I'm trying to do. And, you know, when I get in here, I'm like, all right, just, I want to play more sports and get back to playing basketball. I want to get back to more weightlifting, but like eating habits. And that's something for me, it's like, all right, we got to get back to eating a little healthier. Now, of course I went, you know, Hey, I went to the green pig, but I didn't get the Denver burger. I didn't, I I got the, (laughs) I got the, I got the enchilada or not that I got the quesadilla. It's a little bit better, all right? And didn't eat all of it. Hey, simple tip. If you want to lose some weight and you go out to work lunch, just eat half of it. Take the other half home. Your wife's going to be thrilled. She's got a snack in the fridge. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Hey, you don't have, you don't want closure on, on your meal, though? I mean, that's the I don't need part. it. I, I mean, I, I, hey, I, hey, I ate my two slices of the quesadilla. It's gigantic. My wife's going to be thrilled with the other two slices that she's going to eat later tonight. So I'm, God, I'm pretty that's happy. The it. level of discipline you just displayed in that quote right there. That's, that's high level. People don't have discipline these days. That's what you, I mean, but that's what you got to do. So like one of my th- goals is just eating a little bit better. Cause uh, I'm just, just like you are, just like most of us are, we get out of the little habits. We do go into these little ruts. Everyone goes through life slumps. Uh, just what, it's just what happens. So the thing is, is we've caught them. It's fun to do these podcasts. Cause we kind of keep these, each other accountable. We're like, God damn it. I got to go on this show and tell people I'm 216 or 211. I'm like, all right, well, here we go. So it's like eh, time to time to cut it back. And I even I specifically was like, no, I I gotta I gotta, gotta cut some weight tonight. Hey, I got home, hit the treadmill again, 
uh, back on a little bit. I ran a mile, which was way harder than it used to be for me. I'm like, I'm getting old. And I'm like, no, Josh, you've just been lazy. You know, that's what it comes down to. So, all right, there's my kind of health and, and weight check-in. I'll kick it back to you. What, what are some other goals you want to go through? Yeah, I think weight's easy. Uh, this is not everyone. I mean, diets are worth, it's a multi-billion dollar industry for a reason. Uh, another one was just like personal things that just are, are, just like things that are hindering you every day. I had this like phlegm problem where like every day you wake up, you're just like coughing up phlegm. Uh, I didn't really know what it was. I went to the doctor probably three or four times in the past, we'll just call it two quarters. And uh, the doctor was more of a practice. So he's like, I don't really know what's wrong with you. You clearly have a phlegm problem, but I can't really fully diagnose it. So I'm going to start practicing things on you, which is just obviously a horrible idea. If you're just, if you're it's as fit as I am, he just looked at me and he's like, yeah, you're fit. You'll, you'll be able to handle this. I was like, oh, all right, am I your guinea pig? But he's like, Hey, you got a phlegm problem. Maybe you start with an inhaler. It didn't work. Then he gave me some pills. Didn't work. Uh, long story short, uh, I have a new doctor and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still have a fun problem, but I think uh, I'm trying something new. My, my sister said her, one of her sons, uh, my nephew, right? Is that what that is? Yeah. My nephew had the similar type of thing. He's three years old. They gave him like zero, te- zero tech. So she thinks it's allergies. I don't know if she's right, but I probably trust her more than I trust. Well, uh, hold on. I trust doctors. Don't get me wrong, but homeboy was practicing on me. So I wasn't too, too much of a fan of it. So I would say my phlegm problem, easily a work in progress. I, I might be uh, frog hairs closer today than I was maybe six months ago. So I would say and, you know, I went from a C minus to a C, right, right above C minus. Not really a C, just kind of like, hey, you're a little bit better, but you're just you're in the same position. You know, from, from afar, you, you look like you're standing in the same water you were before. Um, yeah, I, what else did I do? I cleaned out my ears. Uh, I shaved my chest. I look a little more ripped. Um, on the bottom of my feet, don't have calluses anymore. Cause I, I get, I gave up the pandemic allowed me to give up basketball for eight months. So everything in my body just healed because I was using it over repetition. So now today, a lot of my body just feels great. I don't bite my nails as much, but, um, I, I, I don't drink as much alcohol. That's not really because I don't want to, I just, I just don't. Um, I also just, you know, my wife doesn't drink as much and it's just more of like a, a recreational thing for me. I mean, if I was around you more, I'd probably drink a ton more. Uh, I, f- I think football was out of season. When football is in season, I'm going to be crushing busies. It's going to be like, you know, that you had the first, first starting at 11 o'clock to two o'clock, you have your first set of games. And then from two to five, you have your next set. So that's easily like 12 beers in the middle of that. So uh, that, that helped, but I, I feel pretty good overall. I think long story short, outside of my weight, which isn't even bad, you know, I'm like 10 pounds off. I feel pretty good. How about you? How are you doing in your health? Yeah, kind of outside of the weight, kind of moving on. Uh, one thing that I'm just trying to clean up is my wake and sleep schedule. Uh, like I do a lot of different things. Sometimes I'm up, like whether it's work induced or networking induced, I'll be up until like midnight on a Wednesday drinking out with somebody that work wise. I'm like, God, I wake up and I just feel terrible. And it's like two days to now get over it. You know, it's not that like you're just more responsible now. So you have more responsibilities to tend to. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get on a more uh, regimented schedule so that I can, I, I want to get to the point and I'm just, I haven't committed fully to doing this yet, but I need to be up at like five, five thirty, hitting the workout early in the morning. I used to be able to, I used to work at a corporate office and had a gym that I could just hit at lunchtime. So it's perfect. So I bring my, you know, my, my small lunch, I crush that. I go, or I go hit a workout real quick, you know, just 10 minutes on the treadmill, you know, 30 minutes, just lifting and bang. Like that's, 
it's immeasurable. It's huge because then now I can go play golf in the evening. I can go play basketball in the evening. It frees you up and you get that extra little like acuteness where you're just pressing your body really hard. Um, and I kind of lost that and I've gotten out of the habit of working out almost daily, you know, so I'm trying to get back to five days a week, uh, minimum, and it, it's going to have to start just with who I want to be. I got to get better at getting up at 5am. And I just, the, the way to do that is I got, I have, I have to commit to going to bed at a certain time, but I also, from time to time, you don't, I don't think you have this problem nearly as much as sometimes I just can't sleep. Like I'm just oh, brains wired and I'm just up. So this is another thing that my wife has helped me is instead of just laying and starting in bed, just get up and do something. There's something I can do, yeah. whether it's, you know, read a book, whether it's go work out again, um, read through Twitter. It's, you know, people are like, don't use your smartphone at night. Sometimes I do. I just get up and I'm like, all right, let's go through Twitter on the couch for an hour. And then I'm like exhausted. I'm like, this is stupid. And I go to bed and bingo, it works, you know, it's instead of laying there for three hours. Um, yeah. If you do it right. It's also kind of funny. There's some good memes out there. Oh, I love it. Um, and let, then, me you, I, let me I, ask you two things on that real quick. So I do, I wake up at five 30, pretty much almost every morning. Uh, and I would tell you that it's helpful because I get my basketball or I do a workout in what have you. And I'm done by like seven o'clock and you feel great. You start the day. You're just in, you're, you're in tune. You're good by it. But the problem I have is by the time six, five o'clock, six o'clock comes at night, I'm not really tired. I just have an appetite to go do something more. Like it's the second half. It's another day. So I just feel like I didn't get my full day. So to your point, if you want to wake up at five, five 30, someone like yourself is pretty athletic and pretty in shape. You're going to want to do something at five to six o'clock at night. And that's where it inhibits what you, what you truly want to do, right? Like you want to go out, meet people, you do business endeavors and name it, right? You have a bunch of different ideas. So that's, that's kind of the fork in the road you get is you worked out once, but by the time you get to six o'clock at night and you're still on the same day, you, you feel like you want to do it again. Cause you've eaten a bunch. You, you've done, you've just done a bunch, a bunch of things. You feel like it's literally, you know, August 24th instead of August 23rd. And yeah, yeah. I, I just thing. noticed. Go ahead. I was just saying. I noticed when I wake up that early too. It's like middle of the day. It gets tough. Like yeah. Two o'clock comes yeah. out. It's real hard. I'm like, I, I was at, I was just in the office at seven thirty today, and I'm usually seven thirty eight o'clock. But you know, I've been sleeping in. To, you know, I've been sleeping in Hawaii. I've been living live. Uh, I'm yeah. like, two o'clock came around. I'm like, damn, I'm pretty. I'm pretty tired. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> been taking naps daily. It was like, it was good life. What do they take siestas? I mean, to be more in the Spanish culture. Also, the biggest lie in the world is, you know, how they're like, yeah, successful people wake up early. That's a, that's a lie. Successful people just don't go to bed. I mean, look at Elon Musk. He doesn't go to bed. So don't, don't listen true. to that. Very true. Very true. Uh, you're going to say something else. That was it. Yeah. So don't wake up early if you don't have don't, to. Don't wake up early. That, my, that's my, best, also... my best work is done at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. In all honesty, it's not 5, 30 in the morning. That's when I physically work out, but my mental capacity is a lot stronger, not stronger at 11 o'clock, but like when I'm doing books and listening to a podcast and multitasking at night, I acquire so much more information because I don't have all those outside noises. Like I'm not driving, not listening to people at work, not reading emails. It's literally just me in my own environment working on things that I actually enjoy to work on. It's not work to me. It's just fun. It's habit forming. So anyways, go ahead. No, I love it. And a good way to spin that is to say, don't try to be someone you're not. Hey, if you're, mm -hmm. if you want to be a not early morning person, don't force yourself. Like I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if I am. I think I can be, I can be anything I want. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if it's for me. If I decide it's not for me, then I'm going to just, I'm just going to bury that one. It's not going to be a trait that I have. It's just, it's just what it is. You know, Gary V made a good point back in the day. It's like, you know, 
some birds have to be the early bird because otherwise they won't get the worm. So it's like, you know, how my wings are kind of smaller and I'm kind of slower. So fuck, I guess I'll get up two hours in the morning because I might be a hawk and I might just like, yep, I'm coming in here two o'clock in the afternoon, just rah, and just crushing things, you know, just eat. Well, I'll eat the rabbit. I don't need a worm. I'll eat whatever uh, I want. I love it. That's a good analogy. I'm going to use that. That So, you know, wake up, sleep schedule. And I'm also, I, I have alcohol consumption in here. I'm deciding if it's a, uh, if it's something I really need to change, it does affect my sleep. So that's where it kind of rolls into sleep. I find I don't sleep as well um, with back-to-back or multiple consecutive nights of alcohol and a lot of binge drinking Uh, one to two glasses. I'm just trying to limit myself to say, all right, Hey, I've had one to two or three Um, and not because the seventh cocktail doesn't do anything for you. And it's just, it just causes, it makes it harder in the morning. So it's trying to limit those like five to seven cocktails and, and seeing if we can keep it. If we do want a cocktail, one to two. And then if we are having a good time with some buddies, four to five. After that, all right, we need, we, the, the other ones at that point, they just don't have any value. They're all destructive from there. So that's kind of where my thought process is going. At least you recognize that. It's what we try to do. So, all right, we kind of talked about health. What else you got on the list? Uh, well, real quick, don't, don't eliminate happy from that agenda. Like if you're happy drinking and getting stuff done, just leave it. You know, I, I think it's only, you only change things if it's a problem and it's, and I mean, sure sleep, but I mean, I look at you today and you look like you look great. You don't look like you have bags under your eyes. I mean, tan. (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, you got a birthday coming. I got a lot of things looking forward to. So I say, just keep drinking. I mean, don't, don't let September be the month that takes you down. Remember nine 11. We just keep drinking, keep drinking. So, I don't have much more of my health. One thing I did want to ask you, this is something my wife has been doing. She's a little bit older than me. And I, I should I get into it? Is the question I'm going to ask you is vitamins. Uh, she has like this, like basically this, this gaggle of vitamins that she takes every morning. It comes in a pre prepackaged. You open it up. There's like 20 vitamins in there. And it's like zinc, vitamin D, multivitamins, calcium, I, all of it. Right. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on vitamins? Is it something I should take? Is it too early? Is it a fraud? Is it, you know, uh big pharma talk to me so as professional advice or just like giving you like real advice this is i think a sign of you know some intelligent when people just, i just don't know enough um i can give you my opinion my opinion is it's like i mean you could probably use some things you don't get in your natural diet but vitamin d if you're out in the sun you're getting vitamin d so if you're outside you're doing things you're going to soccer games you're you know um you're out and about you're gonna get it um, so you don't really need that, but zinc, zinc's a good one. We don't get enough zinc in the day. If fiber is a good one, we don't get enough good fiber. If you just kind of audit your diet for a week, it'll tell you what you need. And then you say, all right, do I need all these supplements? You know, do I need this packet of supplements? I know what you're talking about. I've seen those before. That'll tell you your answer. So I, how about that? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a solution to go find a solution. I, I can't <laughs> give you the answer today. Like, it, it's just, it's just going to be me mouthing off. Like, Oh, this is what I think, but it, it's not going to do any good. You think they're generally good for you, but it's like one of those, it's one of those things where you have to do them for, you know, like six months to see a small sliver of brightness. And it's like, is that really worth my time waking up, just swallowing a, a load of pills, which I'm already, I'm already pretty holistic as it is. So it's like, do I want to do that? I mean, should I just go stand out in the sun more? Like, I mean, I work a desk job now. So it's a little harder. I have to be more active in other ways. So I walk up nine flights of stairs every morning. I'm just huffing and puffing. I just feel like I'm going couch to 5k literally every morning, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if not, enough about vitamins. I did it two, three days in a row, and it was harder to swallow than what I believe the benefit of me getting in the long term. But that's just purely me. It's a hypothesis. I have no, I don't know. So anybody who's going to come at me, anti-vitamin. I'm not anti-vitamin. I took, I took two to three days worth of doses. I wasn't a fan. Uh, I'm not good at swallowing. It's just not. It's not. It's not I'm not good at it. So uh, I know what I'm not. Anti-vitamin. If this is on YouTube, we're going to get like warned. Like, hey, this, disclaimer, <laughs> fact checker. Yeah. Take your content down. What? What are we talking about? We're just BS. What, what do you mean? We we just don't know. We we're worried about it. It was a lot of swallowing. I couldn't actually eat breakfast afterwards. Like, just asking for a friend. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just asking for a friend. I don't I don't know about vitamins, but um, you, you? you you do a personal test and you just let me know how it goes. Yeah, we'll so, see. Um. All right. So outside of health, like, you know, what other things do you have that you're working on? I know you're working on some side ventures. I know you're working on some personal finance stuff, professional things. Where else have, have you been on the, the uh, personal health? We talked, we, we did a pretty good job of detailing out our personal health. I have personal growth in here. One of them was read 12 audiobooks in the year. I can happily say I'm already at audiobooks. I read probably two or three books. The rest of them are audiobooks. It's the same thing. I'm at 2022, 2021. It's come on, use technology. Uh, I have about 13 books I've finished this year. The goal was 12, so I'm, I'm far beyond that. Now I'm looking stretch goal, 16 probably. Um, book club with you. We're doing it right now. We, we've been consistent with our book club. Uh, we're listening to a book right now. Uh, was it The Serendipity Mindset? Is that the name of it? About halfway through. It's pretty good. Uh, I have a lot to share on that. Uh, savings account, both in Bitcoin and fiat, what I wanted to do was double it. I've definitely doubled my savings account in fiat for sure. Uh, I took a new job that paid in, infinitely more. I haven't even got a bonus yet. Uh, and on top of that, what I've been doing with my Amazon account and my side hustles have all started to garner some, some pretty good cash flows for me. Uh, Bitcoin, I'm there. I'm not there in Bitcoin. I've just been dollar cost averaging quite a bit over the last six months. The problem is when I was doing that, it was, you know, it was hit 60K. I'm the, I think you're the guy who always buys at all time highs. And I mean, you never sell, but you're just the guy who, yeah, I bought at 61,000, you know, and it's been, at, it. yeah, it's been at the low 40s for the past, past quarter. So I was buying a bunch, had a huge dip today. Was that El Salvador? Maybe you know, I, I'm not sure. Do you know why I went from, you know, 100 to zero in literally 30 minutes? If you just look, I mean, it, when it, when the stock market opened, all the traders were at the desk. It just got pounded down. Everybody had pretty good um, gains. Uh, these are just traders. This is what they do. They kind of move the market. It's whole, the whole sell the news, buy the rumor. This yeah. is the exact situation of selling the news. The news drove it up. So sell it. Like you They're not thinking. There's a lot of people in this market that don't think like the, the hodlers. They think yeah. about traditional finance. And if you go from 40, which it was at the start of the Olympics, you know, actually, it was all the way down to 30. So it went from 30 to 53 in a pretty short amount of time in terms of three months or not, sorry, like three weeks, four weeks, um, maybe a little bit more. But like, that's pretty, you know, that's like several percent. That's like 70 some percent returns. So why not just go ahead and scrape some off the table? And this is the highest, the highest it's going to be because it was really good news. So sell the good news, get out of the position, let it go lower. And I smash bought the dip, you know, it, I had some gambling winnings that I just took and put right into Bitcoin. It's where I was like, oh, this works out great. You know? <laughs> that, that's a lot of what it was. Spoiler alert. I actually, uh, I didn't see the dip. Well, I saw the dip eventually, but I got a text at about, well, I don't know, like 9.15 maybe. Uh, and someone sent me basically a graph of Cardano and said they bought the dip. And I was like, I was like Cardano, it's like two bucks. And then I went to Bitcoin and I saw that it hit literally what? Did it go to 40? I don't know what it went to. 
42 is what it wicked down to. Uh, I got in at 44. I bought, I smashed bought it at 44. I was like, I'll buy it now. And then I put a couple extra in some, some altcoins too, which we, we don't have to talk about. So I actually didn't even see it until someone texted me. And then I went to it and I bought a bunch there. Uh, I made a, ton, made a ton of money over the weekend just with a side hustle. So I basically threw it all into Bitcoin and some altcoins. Um, so reading books, doubling my savings, and hopefully my, my crypto accounts are, are on the table. I'll stop there. Uh, what about you? You bought at 44. I didn't get into almost 47. So it's like, that's how late I was to the game because I wasn't paying attention. I'm getting caught up from, you know, a week and a half worth of emails. So I think that's a, that's a good number. That's what I was looking up here when we were talking. So like pretty good number at 44. I definitely didn't get 42. I mean, that's why they say put like your trades in, put your asks in, but we don't have a platform that really allows us to do that. Yeah. Um, I think but, one thing that makes us invincible that I'm still trying to figure out is that we do hodl. So like when everyone's talking about their invest, investment strategies with Bitcoin and all these things, I'm like, I just buy it and I hold it. I'm never selling it. And then there's all these scams out there. It's like, Hey, make sure your ledger X is, is supported by X and th- don't, don't worry about these emails and look out for phishing scams. I'm like, I literally don't answer anybody. I just have my, my cold wallet that sits in my storage. And I literally, I just buy, I don't ever sell. I just buy and I keep throwing it in there. Like I don't even answer. I just delete every email that comes in. Like nah, delete, delete, delete. I'm not even reading it. Like there's just, it's just too, I don't understand how people get caught up in that, but how I don't, it, I don't trade. People are greedy. They want more. I love greed. Yeah, I, I like I'm I'm I want more the old school way. Like I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna earn more and I'm gonna save more. That's all I'm gonna do. Um, but when you talk about like kind of some of those professional goals, like the the book a week, or uh, sorry, book a month crushing it. And I've actually mixed in some like more fantasy, like novel stuff, just because it's not it's a nice break nice pace just like when we get off of our health goals from time to time like there's just sometimes i can't listen to another bitcoin or uh business podcast like i i've kind of transitioned out of the bitcoin podcast where just because my face has been so pounded in with it like it's pretty much hey here's the gist of it it is what it is i, I listen to a couple just because they kind of go they're more like a weekly news recap on hey this is what happened so it's it basically for me to get a, a really good idea of what's going on and i've been diving a little bit more into privacy uh, which I know I don't, I keep going crazier and crazier, but it's like, well, you know what? They have a lot of information on you. And if they want, if they decide that they don't like what I'm saying about, you know, my opinions on pick a topic, um, maybe they could come out and get me, but I just want to insulate myself uh, more from, from those arenas if I can. So I'm diving more into privacy. Uh, and then uh, the finance wise is uh, just dollar cost averaging in a Bitcoin. That's like a key goal of mine. Just continue to do that. Really getting all my, I have a note in here, getting all my coins off of exchanges and custodians. So no more BlockFi, no more. Uh, I, I have some on Cash App and I have some on River, but basically it's after BlockFi, it's like nothing's on exchanges. So I just keep peeling that stuff off and continue just to really build out my setup. I'm eventually going to get a multi-sig vault uh, for my Bitcoin, just so like you have to sign it with two different wallets. Uh, and that just makes oh. the transaction even safer. And the bonus about that vault is I can take a loan against it if I do need some liquidity from the Bitcoin. So I feel comfortable about putting like half my Bitcoin in there. And then I can take a, you know, a 30% loan against that Bitcoin. And, and, I'll, and I'll have some liquidity if I need to uh, buy something. So pretty happy with, you know, the finance. And then the other big thing for me is startups. I pretty much invested in all the startups I want to this year. Uh, I want to buy a Bitcoin miner. So I'm, I'm looking into that, but I'm working on a couple ventures that I need to make sure don't need money. So I'm kind of holding back some cash 
uh, on that right now, but I think I'm going to eventually kind of getting into some Bitcoin mining. Just, I think it's cool. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there to kind of, you know, create your own, uh, the the money return, man, if we would have done it, apparently my brother-in-law was telling me like, we, we talked about mining, you know, several, like several months ago. And I'm like, geez, man. He's like, yeah, back when it was like five grand, we were talking about mining. It's like, God damn it, Josh, quit shitting again. Yeah, shit or get out the pot. And I'm like, just cut the turd. Just cut it. Just do it. Uh, and yeah, that would have been really, really nice. Um, and then the kind of last thing is just trading and really kind of honed in a good trading strategy. Struggled for a little while when I moved on to a new platform, but really developed a, a, li- a little, it, it's, it's just a completely different strategy than necessarily the wheel, what we've talked about and the covered calls, but it's really evolved into a very systematic, uh, I can do it. I can look at my phone and know what I need to do. I'm doing it all from my mobile phone and earning a little over, you know, one and a half percent a month. Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, I'm trying to beat the market and I'm eventually going to get more comfortable driving that up. And unfortunately when the market just kind of goes slowly up, that's the worst time to be a options trader. Yeah. You want some up and down, but it's just slowly going up and to the right. Slowly is the worst. If it went up fast, that'd be fine, but it's just kind of trickling up into the right. And it's kind of hurt, hurt right now, outperforming the market, but I, I want some down markets. And that's when you, you know who the real traders are and the real, the real performers are. So, and then the, the last thing I have is actually trying to cut some personal spending. I, you know, in a different financial spot than I've been in uh, my entire life, really, these last, you know, probably two years and not just letting your lifestyle creep. And I've kind of not necessarily my lifestyle has, I don't have any more luxury goods, but I'm just buying. I don't even think about spending money anymore because I'm like, eh, it's not a big deal. But kind of going back to those core principles of like the values of who I am and what's kind of got me here. And it's being disciplined spending. It's like, all right, Hey, do we need to spend this much? Do we need to do that? If we, if we can cut a couple bucks here and it, it sounds, sounds silly, right? Cutting a couple bucks here, but like just over the time, let's not spend, you know, $20 a day or, you know, 40, let's not spend a hundred dollars a month at gas stations on, on food. Sorry, Grant, you know, it's going to hurt you guys a little bit, you know, on your lifetime value, but like, let's, let's just tighten it up a little bit and let's, Let's not go to Starbucks. I don't go actually that much. I used to go a lot, but that's just one thing. Just kind of re- reeling back and kind of go back to that discipline because, you know, hopefully my wife and I, are, you know, we're going to start trying to have some kids here in the future and it's going to be expensive and we're going to need to cut back on some of those frivolous spendings. And really they're just niceties and they're just easy spending and yeah, get the bottle of wine at dinner and yeah, get a couple of cocktails. And when you look at the dinner bill, you know, it's 120 bucks and 60 of it's cocktails. Yeah. So that's how they get you. You know, that's how they make all their money. So trying to transition out of that a little bit. That's good. You're a little more into the professional growth area. I could talk about that. I like what you said. I mean, let me be, uh, two racers ahead of you and all that i have kids I, I don't drink as much alcohol i'm pretty minimal in spending like i'm not a lavish spender by any means i maybe because i'm jewish i don't know uh but i feel like jewish people are pretty they're not, they're not really frugal they just they'll spend the money if they think that if they think it's worth it um i i mean i i think the easiest thing to do is bring your own bring your own coffee to work and try to eat lunch or bring bring your own lunch and you'll you'll save yourself that that those two right there your own coffee and your own lunch at work will save you so much money uh i mean the heartache is that you don't got you don't get to go eat with with your you know the other stakeholders at work and that's where you kind of lose out on the social time which i i believe is valuable but you get all that at the water cooler as well and you can always go out after work and get a beer or two whatever right so i think you're doing it right 
um it's hard to save money especially when you have a lifestyle and that's why you know when (laughs) when there's a divorce and the woman wants to continue to keep the same lifestyle she had before she's going to get a large payment so uh that's the whole point of it is that once you get comfortable in a lifestyle you got to be able to keep it and that's it's hard especially when you start to come into money and you're in your young 30s so uh professional growth what are some things i wanted bitcoin mining that's a big one that i really want to do as well i think you sent something to me a while back and i just i looked at it and i never i never re reinserted myself into the conversation i don't know how much they cost now i think that's something I'm, i'm definitely down to get into um it's an endeavor that we explore a daily right i just don't know as much about the mining world but i'd love to throw some cash at it what do you got for me i'll just jump in the hard thing is i just looked up the website and yeah like we can do kind of hosted miners yeah and we could have had them up and running in like july and august and i just didn't really follow up with you and now you can't get them up and running until may 2022 Ah. i was like golly so now it's like all right well you know what i've been following these guys on the internet like i'm just gonna i'm gonna figure this out it's good learning exercise i'm gonna see if maybe it's completely worse but worthless but gosh i'm so frustrated may of 20 may of 2023 or 2022 2022 ah i'm out you know what bitcoin mining never mind just let's let's just retake that whole we're we're done we're not doing it hey hey that's what i want for my birthday is a bitcoin miner (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll work on that you know we just get a quick call on something and we'll just we'll give that to you Um, you (laughs) join a startup i did that in the beginning of the year I'm about what nine months in. It's going well. Uh, part of this kind of, I really want to go through this exercise with you later. It, it's kind of hit its point where, you know, we need more salespeople on the team. We've gone as far as we can. Now it's how do we how do we get acquired? Or I know that's really a short time frame, right? Nine months, but how do we how do we bring on larger investors? Or how do we create an enterprise enterprise wide solution where? Uh, we merge with somebody else, they buy us out or something to that degree where I, I have an equity stake in the company now. Uh, I don't take salary at all. So I'm really just working for that equity stake. Uh, but the point, where do I go with that? I, I think I'm doing about a, I was doing it at about an A. Now I'm doing it at about a C plus. I, I'm not as involved with this anymore. I send you know a couple emails out a week, get some hits here and there, but um, the company really is a shortage of people right now in terms of salespeople. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Um, I want to invest in real estate property. I was actually pretty close over the last three weeks. It was the first time I, was, I got pretty close. I, I was going to split something with my mother-in-law who has a ton of um, knowledge in this space. I think she owns like 30 plus units, all paid off. She's, she's a savant, or I guess her husband was a savant. She learned a ton of knowledge and now she's pretty good at it. She wanted to see if I want to go have these on a property. It was about $500,000 here in my hometown. Uh, we offered 504. They accepted and then they came back and said, we want to go back out again and uh, see if there's any other offers on the market. I didn't, I, I've never done this before. I didn't know if that was a thing. So I was just like, sure, gentlemen's agreement, let's do it. And uh, someone came back and higher. So we, we upped it to, I think it was like 518 is what we upped it to. And it sounds like the person who bought it, bought it at like 570. So it's just like some crazy number above my asking price. Even if I was to go to 540, which is the number in my mind, I still wouldn't have gotten it. So I would say I went from a, you know, a D minus to a C minus. Cause I'm now looking and I'm avidly trying to, I actually had money that I was going to put down, but then, you know, I lost the bark, the market beat me. So nothing I can do there unless you have advice on anything I could have done differently, but I don't know what I don't know other than some, some people in California have more cash than me. 
The only thing I would ask you is just send me the deal next time and tell me, you know, hey, what are you just walk walk through the numbers just so I I would like to see it as well. It helps me sharpen my saw. Yeah. The the big thing is this is not a market for flippers. You cannot make money unless you were going to be a gambler at flipping. And that's what I think you guys were largely going to do. Yeah. Is flip the property. Is this is it just isn't a market. We've been looking them in wholesale lists and every wholesaler is getting 20 to 30K over their asking because they're expecting the market to be up another 10% in six months. You know, that's just how it is. And you there's no money to be left in it. And then contracting out work is incredibly expensive. It's gonna be if you got quotes four or five months ago, it's gonna be another 30% more expensive. You know, so now you're in a situation where I just don't think it's the market unless you can get the right deal to, because in real estate, it's all about how you buy it. Like you've got to get it bought right. If you don't get it bought right, you're going to be in the hole. So you got to buy it right. Sounds like, you know, you did the right thing. And unfortunately it's a seller's market right now. And there's not a lot of inventory in Utah, but there's a lot of people that want to come here with extra cash from really well-to-do states, specifically California. Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm not political at all, but it's typically the democratic metropolises people are leaving that to come to the more conservative you know own your own land <laughs> that's it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting so a lot of a lot of people in california moving to my neck of the woods with a lot of cash everything's cash now so uh, i don't blame them so I, i'm still interested i'm still trying to find that opportunity but you're right it's gonna be pretty hard to find in this market and specifically here in utah i think if i look outside of utah i'll have a little bit more i'll be a little more open-minded but right now that's not in my current uh, headspace of where I want to look. So uh, that's real estate. I was giving myself a C minus there. Another one is my Amazon business that I've been running for some time now. It's been about a year. Uh, I would say come March and April, I was just killing it. I was making, I was cash flowing about $1,600, $1,800 a month. Yeah, and I had done all the dirty work up front and it was great. And it was growing. Then Amazon completely, as soon as, as, soon as Jeff Bezos left, and Andy Jesse came on board. I was just like, I'm fucked. Uh, this this guy who oversaw all of their fulfillment and their web services now did a whole new direction where you know you're only allowed a certain amount of inventory in their warehouses. <clears throat> Before it was unlimited inventory, and that you just had as much time as you can to sell through it, and they would just kind of charge you on storage fees. Now they're like, we don't want to be in the storage business. We want to be in the fulfillment business. So if you have something in here that's not not going to sell in six months. We're going to basically damage your credit score. And they give you a specific core score on Amazon. They changed the entire rules. The Amazon world just got flipped upside down. So I went literally from $1,600 a month to like $300 a month where I bottomed out. And now I'm actually back up on the incline where I figured it out. I'm getting books again. I just, I had to repivot. I had to figure out the rules and how to figure out new loopholes around the rules and start getting books that are Sometimes aren't as profitable, but they sell within weeks. So you can still refill your inventory. So now I'm back up to about, say I'm probably about $500 a month now. So I went from, you know, 16, 1800 down to just two to 300 back to 500. So that's where I'm living now. Cash flow, uh, not bad, decent money. You know, that money just goes to just, you know, just pay my car insurance seven months in advance. So it's just easy stuff. I pay bills in advance with that type of cash. So I would say I'm back on the incline for my Amazon business. Um, how about you? I've been talking for a little bit. No, I, I love what you have been able to, uh, you were faced the challenge of some yeah. adversity. It was difficult. It was frustrating. You were, you could have been like, woe is me. I figured this out. Oh, I was going to make this much money. Wah, wah, wah. No, you took a step back and said, all right, well, how do I fix this? And how there's got to be people that are in way worse spots than me. What are they doing? And what can I do? And how, how do I figure this out? And you had to apply some more business, you know, business 
mindset to this problem and, and go figure it out to where, all right, well, now I need to turn inventory faster and understand it turning inventory faster may make the book less money, but I'm making more money per week now because I'm selling it at a quicker rate. I think that's just a great example of fighting through adversity and, and not just laying down when you get a pretty significant blow to something that you thought you were going to be able to count on for a little while. Yeah. For example, I had about 2,500 books sitting in inventory just across the United States and Amazon warehouses. And they came out with the rule. It says you can't have more than a thousand in there. So it's like you had 1500 books you had to figure out what to do with. So, you know, you started making them cheaper. You're selling them through, you're liquidating half of them. You get to the point where you still got like four or 500 left. And this is when I was talking to you. It's like, Hey, I still got 400 books left that I kind of have to figure out what to do with. And you're like, why don't you just sell through them for a little bit and take your time to figure it out. So I did that and I tried to figure out a way to help me help this area benefit another. So I, I took 200 books. I had them sent back to me. One day I just showed up at my, uh, my house and there's literally like 200 packages. And I, I have a PO box. The guy's calling me. He's like, Hey man, you can't be sending things here. I was like, well, you know, I pay you $80 a year. I can do whatever I want. Uh, that's the point of owning a PO box. Uh, if you don't like it, then don't charge me the money and I won't own a PO box. But, uh, I took those 200 books. I, I probably sold some of them via a merchant method, which is on my own. And then the rest I took to my current employer and I brought them to like a, there's a space where you can just give out free stuff. I did there and I was just like a hero for a week. Cause everyone's like, there's books here as opposed to just like syrups and just, just shit, you know, just like, Hey, you want a burrito? You want to, yeah, I'm bringing in books and everyone's, oh, this guy's a hero. So that helped benefit me in another area by liquidate. I didn't even liquidate them. I just had them sent back to me and I brought them for another another uh, platform that ultimately helped me with some, some brownie points, I guess. Good pivot. Good pivot. Pivot. I love it. Yeah. That's great. What else you got? You got anything else for me? You know, real estate's on here. My original goals. So I had a bunch of things, you know, when I look at my original goals, I mean, there's like 20 things. So the big thing is what I did is I kind of broke it down. I broke my life down into kind of, you know, four sectors. Uh, I said marriage. So personal life, marriage, health, finance, and then professional. And what I tried to do is my wife even said we were having dinner and she's like, you know, I heard somebody say like, you just can't do too much or something along that line. It's like, you can do anything you want. You can't do everything you want. It's like, so what I've tried to do is I've tried to condense these things down. I'm not taking on any new projects. I have the projects I want to work on. Um, and that's where I'm trying to get to next. And I've done some research on some things, right? I wanted to do more apartments. I wanted to do a flipping. It, it just didn't work. It wasn't going to work and I didn't have the time. So I've kind of, I'm running the current real estate company that I have, and I'm going to add to it as things come easily and naturally. But what I did is I, I looked at a couple things and I said, all right, here's all the things that fit into my life. And there's two, there's two aspects and we're, we're going to read a, the next book that I have for book club, which will be not this book, not the, not the next book, but the book after um, I kind of broke down into you got a habits you got to work on and you got goals. And I haven't finished out the rest of my goal. This is for Q3. So what I've done is I've added habits in there and say, all right, here's five habits. You don't want to do too many because you won't be able to, you'll, you'll burn up your willpower. You only have so much willpower in the day. So I've tried to just limit it. And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm just brainstorming right now, but that's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to condense what I'm trying to do. So I could be a little bit more focused. And then I'm trying to develop habits around those while having goals, macro goals on top. So kind of daily things that you're doing to kind of build yourself, to make yourself, you know, whether it's sharper, whether it's more fit, healthier, uh, fall into those goals. And then also having overall, um, you know, a macro vision that I'm trying to head to. So that's, that's kind of where I've restructured things too. And so far I'm, 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 
I'm starting, I'm kind of starting over. And this is what we do a lot is you, you got to wipe the slate clean say, this isn't quite exactly how I want it to work. This is what I, I'm going to pivot and, and, and target some of this right now. And we'll do a little self-study for the next four months. See how I do. I think that's a good opening statement for this exercise I was going to do with you because I was exactly what you said is like, yeah, more than five habits. Cause that's just your willpower. Just, just mentally, you can't do that. Uh, and so I gave it like an overall grade and I wrote down these five things. They're all, they're all business. It's all basically business making money. And, uh, I wrote down five things and I gave it all a grade. And I read this book recently that basically says like, you should write these five, five things down, grade them all. And I bet you, if you eliminate one and if you eliminate two of them, the other three will instantly become A's. Uh, and I, that was just this gentleman's experience is all he was saying. Uh, so I was like, that's interesting. So I wrote down five things. I wrote down my current career. Uh, my Amazon FBA business, uh, my side, not my side hustle, my, yeah, my side. Yeah. That's my, that's my side. Uh, the startup, uh, this podcast, and then my other podcasts. So my career, I gave it a B cause I'm just launching it. I pivoted. I'm still learning it. I thought I made the best career jump. I, I, I haven't once thought about going back to my previous career. So that's probably the, the green light in my mind is like, Hey, you, you probably did the right thing. If you don't have PTSD about your former job and wanting to still do that. Uh, my FBA business, I had that about a B. It was about a D plus, I'd say, a month and a half ago until I really started to get back into the motion and, and pivot and actually sit down and be like, I got to focus. Uh, that's back to a B. So the career is a B. Uh, Amazon business is a B. My startup is now a C. That went from an A to a C. Uh, this podcast I have is a B, uh, largely in part because we do the podcast. We tweet it out, but we don't do anything more than that. There's a lot of room for improvement. But for us, it's you know, good to a thousand episodes. So it's just a generally average grade. Could be a C probably. Uh, and then my other podcasts have a D and I've done one of those. I've thought about getting back into it. So my thought for you is I have a B, B, C, B, D. Uh, do I just get rid of the C and the D and just get those three Bs to an A? What, what is your recommendation? Or do I just try to keep working at them? And is it too soon? I mean, give me give me your thoughts on that. All professional related, obviously. I like this because I probably need to take inventory myself and yeah. say, oh, I'm working on, I'm working on six things across the board. But mm-hmm. going back to, to you, what I would what I would say is, all right, you've outlined where you're at today. Well, what step on the wrong are you? Like, where are you at? Like in terms of your ultimate goal. So that's going to help define what needs to be chipped away and what needs to be removed away. So is your goal, you got to go a little more macro to figure that out. So where do I want to be at 40? And what I would do is brainstorm, like ruminate on that, think a little bit and say, okay, here's where I want to be, where I think I want to be 40. I want to be an executive at my new company, or I want to break off and I want to be a, a personal brand of some sort, or I want to grow this startup more. So you have to figure out like which one, uh, and then you have to also figure out how important it is. So you got to have two grades. You got to have A and B, like how well you're doing, but then you got to like, what's the most important? Well, your job's the most important today. Yeah. Like you can't get rid of that one. Right. So that's going to anchor itself in there. Now the next four is like, okay, well, what's the most important to you? If they're all like B's and C's in a D, what's the most important to you? That's what you go to next. And then it's like, okay, what do I need? And then so like if I, if I'm doing it and I'm in your shoes, right. you got to keep your job. Obviously yeah, um, I would definitely keep your Amazon side hustle because it seems like you're making money with a little bit of effort. Now I am. Yeah. I mean, margin, I'm on today for the first time in a month and it's like, you're still making, yeah, that's marginal effort for better cash flow. And it sounds like you're also tweaking it a little bit and learning mm-hmm. that can continue to approve. Then you have the three others. You have the startup, you have your other podcast, you have this podcast. I guess I'm quitting this podcast. Are we, are we just going to cancel the show right now? This is my resignation right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Well, that's the thing is uh, like you have dear, your business. You have your business, you have your hobby, and then you have your pleasure. And this is kind of the pleasure. We can grow and spur into something different. For now, it's just fun to talk and just be on the mic and uh, BS with you. But yeah, it's practical and there's utility to it for sure. Uh, so those are the three things. But you know, you always feel like you have the capacity to do more. Because when I was doing three, I was like, am I doing enough? And now I'm doing five. And I'm like, I feel like I'm doing too much. So, I mean, it's really, I don't really long-term plan when I want to be 40. Because to me, I used to do that. And it wasn't as beneficial as micro planning for me. So I was very uh, micro ambitious. It's like, hey, man, in two years, this is where you want to be. Because uh, if I because when I went 10 years ahead, I started to lose all those opportunities ahead of me. Because I was like, no, I want to be an athletic director. I want to be this, that, and the other. And I was just really stubborn in my in my goal setting uh and it, it didn't allow you to welcome new opportunities and the moment i did that this is my new i just changed my professions immediately i was like this is a way better career opportunity it's private it's easy it's what i want to do it's a ton of growth what am i doing over here in the government sector and made that jump and my lifestyle became a lot easier I went, i'm going i'm tailgating football games now i'm sports betting i'm doing all these fun things so i'm you know going to vegas for 14 hours and i'm uh, just coming back and make them all so it's life is wonderful but it's not where i want it to be so that, that's the grading scale i did uh, good advice by you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And the way you kind of went about that is like, well, I used to set goals like this and now I set goals like that. What I've learned, and this is just from experience too, is it works in certain spots. Like when you're younger, it is like, you have to just get to the next spot. That's yeah. all that matters because the next spot opens more doors. And it's kind of like you go up and you're going to hit a plateau and the steps aren't going to be as often, or but they're going to be bigger. So you won't be hitting the steps. Like we were younger, we were climbing a lot of steps a lot faster. And like, you need to be more flexible. I took a six week business trip. Who does that? Like, ah, I'm going to go to train. You can't do that with a girlfriend, a wife or anything like that. I was young and it's was like, well, I don't really know what I want. I'm trying to figure that out. There is a, a period of time where you need to figure it out, but you do need to have that micro, like, all right, I want the next job or I want my next promotion or I want my next thousand bucks. It's like, sometimes that's all it needs to be. And then after that, as you get older and more established, like we both, like we both have became you look at okay i need to get to the next level because the the difference this is the simple thing the difference between making you know 100 grand a year and making 500 grand a year is substantial oh like you yeah. are in a different level people think 100 grand is a lot of money let me tell you it's not it's not that much money it, it's easy it's, it's easy when you make that much money in terms of financially but in terms of the hours you put in but going to that, the I think the 1% is like 400 some grand. So just use 500 grand. But to make the 500 grand a year, you need so you need to basically you're 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 stacking the bricks on top of the mortar slowly. You're building a house, and that's what you got to do. And you got to build it nice and slow and pace. You got to have a good foundation to make that big jump because you don't get those opportunities. And whether that's this this uh, maybe a business like we're running, or maybe it's another business like one of your startups, or it's your career. Cause those are how you're going to do it. The, I mean, the best way to do it is have your own business, but that is yeah. the hardest way to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm not so sure I want to own my own business per se. I mean, I already, obviously I have the side hustle that's technically a business because I'm using things for write-offs, but that's more of a hustle to me. Like owning your own businesses, employing people and all that. It's like, I don't know, man, like when you own your own business, that's great. You, you benefit a lot, but at the same time, uh, you got to hire and fire and you know you're not a 1099 employee anymore where you just get you just get your benefits and your paycheck every two weeks and you don't have to worry about you know is, is everything on fire and uh are we having pr problems or in today's world are we having cultural problems which are just like is that not, is that a real thing in business sure but at a smaller level not really you know you're just making pencils that's all you're doing you're not you don't have to worry about being 
you know, title nine driven. So that that's my professional grading scale. And then you make a personal one, right? Like how much I want to fix my house on more family adventures. I want to make sure my wife's happy. Am I staying up to date on investing? And do I continue to put money into it? Are you managing your debt? Like those are other personal things that you can do a little SWOT analysis against as well. So that's my, that's my shtick. I think I'm doing okay. Overall grade on all those things combined, I'd say probably like a B minus because I'm doing some things really well. Other things I'm not even doing. Uh, some things I'm just trying and missing. So I feel like at least I'm taking my shots. I, I, some are yellow lights, some are red lights. I'm definitely hitting my green lights. So uh, a lot of it's just stepping back. Like I love, sometimes I like the weekends, not for what other people like the weekends for, which is like, it's a, they're a weekend warrior and they want to drink and play. I get to sit back, sit back and reflect and be like, all right, stock market's closed. Uh, all the other things I'm working on, I have availability to do other things on the weekend. Now let's just try to, you know, decompress and just reset my mind for the week. So that's why I like weekends. Um, do you have anything to add? Just to reiterate the, the process that you go through where you do a self-evaluation, it really checks yourself. And are you on the path? Are you kind of who you want to be? Because they all come back to a very central point in terms of, you know, family, health, finances, those are kind of like the three keys and, you know, you could throw in profession or purpose, right? You know, we call it profession. Some other people might call it a purpose. Uh, you know, Hey, it might not be your purpose to work at Maverick, but it gives you purpose. Like you were excited to go to work yeah. and that's, that's a thing, you know, that, that, that really matters. You like going to work. You like solving problems. You, you like developing marketing campaigns. You like trying to twist different knobs to get results. Same thing for me. I like going to work and, you know, try to solve some problems or try to get people to collaborate and, and, and achieve a goal. Those are things you have to, it all comes back to the core things that we keep talking about and you have to really take inventory. And when you continue to do these self audits, especially with another person, you find that you start to trim it down a lot more and you start to figure out what's important when you have these conversations and all right. So you went through the five step exercise. So pick all four of those on a wrong professionally health finances, uh, social. I don't know what you have. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, marriage, throw that in there. That's yeah. right. When I say personal, that's in Wife, personal. family adventures, but, stuff like that. Yeah. But, but list list the five things at each one of those pillars and then try to cut out two from each of those. And then all of a sudden you got three A's and your entire four pillars, man, I think life's going to be in a really good spot. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much more to add. I guess my PSA in the way out is make sure you're having fun doing all this. Like you have to carve out time for fun. Like I love, we'd love to laugh. Like we'd be us all day. Like, we'll just text you. We'll just six in the morning. I'll wake up and I'll have a text from you or one of our other buddies, just some meme. Like I love the laugh. I just, yeah, have fun doing it. Like you gotta go to Vegas for a night. You gotta just go to Hawaii. You just gotta go like, just do something. Listen to comedy. Like sometimes I'll be lying, driving to work and I'll just put on some like Chappelle. And just listen and just crack jokes from 1990. And I'm just like, ah, that's guy needed that. That's great. All right. I'll, I'm good now. I'm just going to smile walking into work. Very, very well said. Don't beat yourself up over these things. Let it like, let yourself fail a little bit. We both talked. We're not doing as well as we should be at some of these goals, but life is meant to be enjoyed. Have some fun. And this podcast, Hey, we want to do a thousand episodes, but there's some night two, two weeks ago, I wasn't in Hawaii, but I was like, dude, I'm just spent. Like, yeah. I, it's not going to be my best. And I wasn't thrilled to do it. I've been traveling all day. I was in Memphis, Tennessee. Like, that, by the way, shithole. Uh, so I was like, ah, you know what? I, just give me a pass. And barbecue just hits different. It, yeah. It, 
<laughs> we, we don't force ourselves to do this. We, we do. I, I try. You're, you're, you're more available than I am and you're much more readily and you're driving the boat here, but like, you're not beating me up if I'm like, Hey, I need a pass. You're like, yep, let's do it. Cause yeah, it's supposed I mean, to be fun. Oh, I mean, I love it, but I want to, yeah, man, you got to have a clear mind sometimes. Like the things we talk about still require some sort of intellect and like, we have to sit down and like write some of these things out. Like we're not just free balling here. I mean, to some, some of these topics we are, but you know, we did review the same goals we set forth in the beginning of the year and then recapped, you know, pre-summer. Now we're post-summer. That's why I thought the weight one was a little like, hey, it's post-summer. Do I care anymore? I, I don't know. I'm going into sweater season. I, I'm not really that sure yet. So I love it. I love it. You know, what they're going to say, though, when they look at this grant is, like, man, these guys, oh, you're well off. You have this company or you have this side hustle. Man, how'd you get so lucky? And we're just going to be like, hey, luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation. So get ready.